In the meantime, I want to share from you, share with you from the Word of God. If you have a Bible, I'm going to share from Matthew 11, chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Father, go before us now, Lord. Bless your word, Lord. May I decrease and you increase, Lord. And you speak to the hearts that are here tonight, Father. You know, you've orchestrated everyone to be here tonight, Lord. And Father, we praise you for that, Lord. So now have your way with us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. During his time on earth, Jesus was always inviting people to become his followers. He invited his listeners to come to him, to come follow him, to come by faith, to come for healing, to come for hope. And I want to share from one of uh, Jesus' invitations from Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. The passage says, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. These words have been a resource of comfort and encouragement to many at different times throughout history. And these words come as wonderful good news to the people who truly heard them. But what is amazing is that these words are so comforting and so encouraging, and yet they were spoken in the context of a strong rebuke that had taken place. Jesus had just strongly rebuked rebuked some people for having rejected him. There was the hypocrisy of the religious leaders and the wickedness of the cities where Jesus had been preaching. And on top of all this, there was clear indication that, that people were aware of who he was and what he did. And, and it gave them a, an opportunity to respond rightly. To respond rightly to his call. There were written accounts throughout Matthew and throughout the other Gospels saying that the multitudes marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. There was the account of the girl who was restored to life and a woman healed. Matthew 9.26 tells us this: the report went Uh, This report went out to all the land. After Jesus had healed two blind men, Matthew 9.31 tells us that they spread the news about him in all the country. After Jesus delivered a demon-possessed man who was also a mute man, and, and, he had, and he started speaking as part of the being healed, the multitudes marveled, saying, It has never, it was never seen like this in Israel. And there was also the account where God sent John the Baptist to announce Jesus even further to the people, where John would say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everyone in Jerusalem and in the surrounding areas of Judea and in the regions all around the Jordan River came and heard John's message. 
And when Jesus himself came to be, um, to be publicly baptized by John at the Jordan, even God the Father confirmed his identity. God opened up the heaven, sent the Holy Spirit, and descended upon him in the sight of all and announced, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus even preached the greatest sermon ever known, the Sermon on the Mount, where he stated the principles of the kingdom in Matthew 5 through 7. So that was a, that was a very public event, and there was a lot of people who watched. At the end of that sermon, we are told that the people were astonished at his teaching. And Matthew makes it very clear that Jesus had been presented as the promised king of the Jews. And God the Father in heaven had sufficiently authenticated him to the Jewish people. Clearly, the promised kingdom was at hand and the king had come. There was no excuse for not knowing this. There was nothing to do but to receive him and believe on him. And yet, there were many who did not receive him. There were many who would not repent and give themselves to Jesus. There were many who would not put their faith in him because of their own self-sufficiency. They still trusted in their own righteousness. They held an attitude of heart toward him that later manifested itself where they mocked him in his suffering, saying, if he is the king of the Jews, let him come down from the cross and we will believe him. What a lost tragedy. What a lost opportunity. What a lost tragedy. What a tragedy. John 1.11 tells us, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. And so the time finally came when Jesus had strongly rebuked the Jewish people for having rejected him. And our Lord had presented himself to them as their long-awaited king. There was no excuse for not receiving him. And the, the Bible gives us clear indication that the people were well aware enough of him to respond to his call. Again, what a lost opportunity. What a tragedy. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. And it's in this context that Jesus says these words. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus turned from those who rejected him and offered the invitation to all people who would receive him. He turns to those who were wearied in their vain effort toward outward religion or their vain struggles against sin. And he lets them know that there is a place that they can turn to and where they can find rest for their souls. And that's my goal this evening is to tell, uh, tell you that there is a refuge of soul for anyone who has not given their life to Jesus. There's a refuge of rest also for the people of God. I would like to give you some hope this evening from this passage. The invitation for those who are burdened. Notice Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The invitation is not only for those who have tried to earn God's favor on their own, but it is also for those who, who know that they have failed miserably. 
who, have, who feel the horrible burden of guilt and shame. David mentioned this. He spoke of this in Psalm 38. He said in Psalm 38, 3 and 4, after sinning greatly, he said, there is no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor any health in my bones because of my sin. For my inequities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. He knew he had failed miserably and he turned to God for forgiveness. And if you feel that way tonight, the heavy weight of sin can fall off if you fall on the cross of Jesus. Jesus himself bore the guilt of our sin on his own sinless person. And he paid the full price for the guilt of all of our sins. And if you give your life to him, Romans 5.1 declares to you, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God can be yours today. Tonight, there was a wonderful invitation from Jesus. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I also believe that this wonderful invitation is good news for anyone who labors and is heavy laden under the everyday trials of life that we go through. 2 Corinthians 5, 4 says, For we who are in this tent, our body, we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. There is the weight of, of everyday trials that we go to, go through, the temptations that we go through of, of the flesh. There are times of suffering. There are sicknesses and pains. There are circumstances that come upon us that are outside of our control. Sometimes we are burdened by cares and sorrows and disappointments and frustrations in life. And on top of it all, we often have to deal with the attacks of the enemy, the devil. There are various troubles and trials of life on this crazy planet. But the awesome thing, you guys, is that Jesus knows all about it. And he invites us to find relief by coming to him and casting all our cares upon him because he truly, truly cares for each and every one of us tonight. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 calls us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. The invitation is for all who, are, who labor and are heavy laden. It has application for the believer in the everyday trials of life. And it is for those, it is for the vital matter of, of righteousness before God to those who have not given their life to him. Come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Notice the promise is made to, who the promise is made to in verse 28. It is to all, it is to all who labor and are heavy laden. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they're Jew or Gentile. It doesn't matter if they're the world's most outward Pharisee or the world's most despicable sinner. Jesus extends the invitation to all. And what, he, and what does, 
the invitation invite people to do notice it's he says come to me come to me he doesn't say come to religion or just hang out on the outskirts and maybe go to church once in a while on Sundays or on Easter. But he says, come to me, come to the Son of God. He's the person to go to, to come to him. Come directly and personally. He invites you. He welcomes you. There is not a more wonderful, more life-changing invitation than this. I did this in 1982. I was living a lost, crazy life, doing all the crazy things that people do without Jesus. But I accepted Jesus, his invitation to come to him one evening, and it changed my life forever, and I've never regretted it. I've never regretted it. And the question is, have you truly taken him up on that invitation? Notice also what Jesus Uh, His invitation includes, he invites us to learn about him. Jesus says in verse 29, "Take uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He says, learn from me. In the original language, these words are spoken as a command. In fact, there's three commands given in this passage. Come, take, and learn. Come unto me, take my yoke, And here in verse 29, learn. All of these are words, though, that expect some action on the parts of the hearers. These are words given to draw response from every person who heard these words. And here in verse 29, Jesus says, learn from me. And what Jesus is asking you and me to do is to surrender to him and become his disciple. Jesus is calling us to let ourselves become instructed by him and learn from him. The word learn can either mean to learn from him in the sense that he is our divine teacher or learn of him in the sense that he is the divine subject. And I believe both are true. When we come to him, we learn from him and of him. He is both the reason we learn and the lessons that are taught. Learn from me can also be rendered, accept my teachings, learn the truths I teach, or become my disciple. Jesus calls us to learn of him, to learn from him, grow closer to him, and to let him transform our hearts as we obey his word. How is that accomplished? Well, I'm here to tell you that the price is high, but the dividends are incredible. Matthew 16, 24 and 25 says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It's a call to to surrender everything we are and give it to the Lord. Let go and let him be the controller. Let him take hold of our lives and let him guide us. And here's another question. How teachable are you? A true disciple is committed to the process of learning consistently to something they are committed to. And if you're not committed to learning, you're never going to be growing. 
Jesus is calling us to allow him to be the absolute Lord and ruler of our lives. And when we do, we will find genuine satisfaction for our souls. I guarantee it. Jesus' invitation to come to him, it includes taking up his yoke. He also says in verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Now, we may not be as familiar with a yoke in our culture that we live in as those who lived in Jesus' time, but they knew what he was talking about. A yoke was this large wooden crossbar that was carved to fit the neck of an ox. It was attached to a plow to pull a wagon or whatever burden needed to be moved. The yoke was made to hold two animals together so that the animals could be made to carry a burden together or to do some kind of work together. It was an instrument that curbed the will of the animal and brought it under the master's control. So what what is Jesus saying? What he's saying is that let me take control of your life. Let me be the one who directs and steers you from place to place. Let, let, let's just say you, you're going up a mountain. You're climbing this big hill, a big street, very steep. And someone comes by that you know in a car and he offers you a ride up that hill. Would it be hard or would it be easy? It would be easy. And that's what Jesus is saying. Let me help you up that hill. He's not saying that life under his will is a life that's going to be a life of ease or perfection. That's not what he's saying. You see, each yoke was carved in such a way that it, it perfectly fit the shoulders of the ox that it was designed for. Each yoke was as different from every other yoke as the oxen that wore them. So when a yoke was first placed on the shoulders of the ox, the ox will rebel against the yoke. But when he surrenders to the yoke and he puts his shoulders to the task of pulling his burden, he realizes that the yoke makes the job of pulling the burden much easier than it would have been if he did not have it on. So if we will surrender to the yoke that Jesus offers, we will find that it would actually make our lives easier than it would otherwise if we didn't have that. When we are surrendered to the Lord's yoke, life will be far better even in the midst of trials and afflictions. There used to be a a license plate frame that used to say, "Better, better is a bad day in the Lord than a good day in the world. And that's what this is talking about. Jesus said in John 16, 33, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. When we accept Jesus' wonderful invitation, we come to obey a command. We come to put on a yoke. But what a blessed yoke it is. We have the opportunity to enter into a lifetime of learning from him and of him as his disciple. There is not a more satisfying and fulfilling place to be than under his yoke. It's a yoke that connects us to a relationship with the wonderful Savior himself. 
Have you truly come to him in that sense? If you are willing, or if you have already, then the invitation includes a promise. Notice what he says to us in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And then he says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. First, there is the promise about himself. Jesus lets us know that he is gentle and lowly in heart. The word gentle means meek. In other words, Jesus is not harsh or rough on those who take up his yoke. He doesn't beat his servants. He loves them and is good to them and is kind and gracious. This speaks of his manner toward us. The word lowly means humble of heart. It does not mean that Jesus is a wimp. It's far from that. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Son of God. But this speaks of his approachability. He is a wonderful master and teacher. There is no need to fear when it comes to to taking him up on his great invitation. You can come to him and draw as close to him just as you are. He welcomes you and he loves you. That is the promise about himself. Second, there is the promise of soul rest. At the end of verse 29, he says, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is not talking about physical rest, but he's talking about spiritual rest. It's not a rest from the kind of weariness that can be received by just getting a a good night's sleep or going on vacation. Sometimes you go on vacation, you come back more tired. (laughs) But it's a rest from being tired down to your very soul. It's a weariness that is down to the deepest levels of your being. There are many who are troubled and distressed in their souls. And they try and find rest for their souls in all the wrong places. Some try to satisfy it by looking to a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Some try to satisfy it by looking to a bottle of booze or a pill. Or something to smoke. There are people who look everywhere and try to find all kinds of different avenues in an effort to find rest for their souls. I read a quote quote this week that said, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. I think that's true for a lot of people. People are searching. People are running. People are seeking. People are struggling. People are striving. They are fighting. They are rushing and they're looking all in an effort to find what only Jesus Christ can give. There is a place of rest for the weary soul and a place of rest that is in Jesus Christ. Jesus invites you and me to enter that place of spiritual rest tonight. Notice how Jesus sums it up in verse 30. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus tells us that his yoke is easy, which means... It's well fitted for us. When an ox was brought to the craftsman, it was first measured for the yoke. Then the yoke was carved out and was brought back and they put it back on. Then the yoke was adjusted and shaped again so that it would easily fit, so that it would not hurt the animal who wore it. And Jesus does the same for us. If you turn to him, he will not place a yoke on you that is irritating or that is harsh. Notice also that his burden is light. 
It is not something that we cannot carry. It is not something that will crush us or destroy us. It is something that he himself gives us the strength to handle as we walk in life with him. Psalm 55.22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. His burden is light because it is he who indwells us and empowers us to bear the things of life if we turn to him. So I'm very thankful this evening that there is a a refuge of rest of soul available to us tonight. There may be some here tonight or someone listening over the internet who has never entered into that rest of salvation. Maybe you have been running yourself weary trying to satisfy your soul with all kinds of different things that this world has to offer you. May I suggest that you come to the Lord tonight and that you stop struggling and that you just give your life to him. I pray that you would receive him by faith tonight. You can anchor yourself in that refuge of rest that Jesus offered and find genuine rest for your soul. Jesus loves you and he cares for you. Jesus is offering his invitation this evening. He's inviting you to become his follower, his disciple. He died and rose in victory just for you and just for me, for our salvation. The blood that he shed on uh, can wash away our sins and give us a new life if you accept that great invitation offered to you tonight. 1 John 5.12 says, He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Jesus is salvation. Acts 4.12, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. He invites us all. Anyone who sees their need of a Savior can come to Jesus and can be saved. Jesus said in John 6.37, And the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. And Hebrews 7.25 tells us he is also to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. And I pray that you would come to Jesus for salvation tonight. Yield your life to him and serve him faithfully. Come unto me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Father, you know all the hearts that are here tonight and all the hearts that are listening, Lord, over the internet. Father, I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here tonight who has not given their life to you, Lord, or maybe has walked away from you, that tonight they would come back to their first love as Ryan sang earlier, Lord. And they would receive the gospel, the good news for their souls. If you're here tonight, and that is you that we just described, then I want to pray with you. We would love you to acknowledge that and just raise up your hand. And we want to pray with you. We want to give you a Bible free. And just rejoice with you. If there's anyone here, just raise up your hand. And we want to pray with you. 
Father, you see the people out there, Lord. You see who is there. If there's anyone here, pray this prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Father, take hold of me. Forgive me of all my sins. Give me a brand new heart. Change me from the inside out. From this day forward, I will walk with you and call you Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.